0: Ingram Smith, Bud Elliott, back again for another episode of the NOLCast. Tonight, we're looking at the defensive ends. As always, we'll thank our sponsors. Charlie Park, uh, rooftop.com is the website. Certainly recommend that you make reservations. That's a that's a quote-unquote reservation place, Bud, and uh, would encourage our listeners to go to the website, take a look at it. Fantastic place. Louisiana Hot Sauce and Tarpon Sal- sellers, long sponsors of ours. Uh, congruityhr.com. And as always, Chad, Shannon, and the legendary team, uh, or the Chad and Shannon, the team there now at Legendary Homeland. So uh, fortunate to have the sponsors that we do. Thank them for making conversations like these possible. And, Bud, let's uh, look at the defensive ends and give kind of one final tip of the cap to one Jermaine Johnson, in addition to your Thomas. Man, you lost a lot of this spot.
1: This was the strength of your team last year. This spot. Changed your team last year for the better. I mean, they they absolutely just straight out won you some games. I can think of Boston College, obviously. Uh, they kept you in games that maybe you uh, otherwise might not have been in. Notre Dame uh, would come to mind. They really just were a pretty dominant force. I mean, it was it was Batman and Robin you know, with with Johnson being Batman and, and Kier Thomas being Robin, but we we talked a little bit about in the defensive tackle preview which i assume you've already listened to if you're watching this in this playlist uh 15 minutes or less we're trying we're trying you know 2 2 hour full season preview that's what we're trying for this year so you can binge all these episodes if you catch us late and we do gain subscribers every year at this time but combined Jermaine Johnson who's first round pick right no oh certainly yeah yeah, yeah. i mean and Kier Thomas who was a really damn good college player although maybe not You know, an NFL type body uh, combined for 80 pressures, 18 and a half sacks, 33 incompletions or interceptions accounted for. So they didn't pick the ball off, but like those plays ended up being interceptions or incompletions, according to the official score, uh, because of the pressure that they generated. Ingram, I'm going to go out on a limb here, man. And I'm not trying to be negative. Uh, This group will not be as good
0: as last year's group was. I think that's a, a safe limb for you to walk out on. Certainly. Yeah. Um, not to say that you don't have some interesting pieces here and not to say that I might have a optimistic look here to the point to where I may look in a couple months back and say, I was really kind of fooling myself on some of these kids. So it's an interesting conversation. You've got maybe what I would label a little bit of a reluctant cornerstone as far as what I would like to kind of build the defensive imposition around in McClendon, but it's a kid that's made progress has improved uh, in a steady manner as much as really anybody on the roster. Um, Not a guy that, I think any of us in eight years are going to look back on with like, oh man, I can't, can't believe I haven't looked at the McClendon highlights in a couple months or something like that. Not a guy that's going to put you on the old uh, and one mixtape as we like to say about defense alignment, but really solid player who I think is going to be a, uh, a solid, slightly above average ACC defensive end. And it's the two other pieces where I think you've really got a chance to, to push the ceiling. But McClendon gives you a pretty solid floor of which to build off of. I I,
1: I agree with you. Like I I am also very reluctant to call him a cornerstone, but he is a guy, and I think a good example of why we don't want to write off guys too early. You know, if you had told me two years ago that Derek McClendon is going to be a dude who has a pretty good chance to start or play what do you want to set the line at 500 plus snaps or something, not to give anything away for our snap count draft coming up. You did in the last episode. Don't I, I got, I, I got some naps uh, or yeah. some notes rather. All right. All right. But like, I, I do think that he is in a spot now to where can he be a slightly above average ACC starting caliber defensive end? Um, I, I would probably think that he, he can maybe average. This is a pretty nice year in the ACC for the defensive line, a little bit not like a little bit less for the DNs uh, than it is for the defensive tackles for the most part. So maybe he can be kind of average plus for you um, within this league. And I think that's, uh, that's something FSU would certainly take Just some consistent performance out of a guy who has made some slow and steady progress over the last couple of years, does have the frame to continue to get better. Maybe he breaks out as he gains confidence. You never know. He He might have a little more, uh, a little more confidence in that role, and, and just just have a breakout season. That would be pretty cool, uh, if if he can do so. I, I think there's, I think there's possibilities for it. The thing is, I, I've never been able to figure out what McClendon is. Occasionally, he looks twitchy, and then sometimes I don't see it, and I don't know if that's indecision or or what that is. But uh, we're going to see a lot more of him this year. I I do think he'll play you know, a decent number of snaps, man. last year, he only played 280 snaps on defense. I don't know what he played on special teams. Uh, but I, yeah, like this is a nice piece to have. And I, and I, he, I know you're a big McClendon fan, even though reluctantly you said, I'm a little more reluctant than you are, but I feel like we're both on the same page or he's going to be an important part of this defense. The, the guy that I'm intrigued by before we get to the guy that I'm probably the most high on is, is Jared verse. So you bring in Jared verse out of the transfer portal. You know, he comes to you from, Albany, Uh, how did FSU find out about him? If you're like a diehard Seminole fan, you know this story, but 99% of the people in the stands will not have heard this story, so you can maybe tell them in the Superdome or maybe in the home opener against Duquesne. Uh, But he was kicking Syracuse's butt on film, and FSU watched that film and were like, who the heck is this guy? And they just happened to have a transfer in Jermaine Johnson, who they had done a nice job of developing, and thus they had a pitch. Hey, come in and be our next Jermaine Johnson. Well, verse like that pitch, he's a workout warrior, a guy physically, I mean, he's the most impressive defensive end out there in one-on-ones, uh, he's pretty good, but there's some spots that, that he definitely still has some room for improvement. I, I think that fans assuming that he will come in and take Jermaine Johnson's spot could be correct. Fans assuming that he will come in and come anywhere close to Jermaine Johnson's production from 2021, uh, immediately, I think are are not really operating in reality. What what, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I don't
0: think you can legitimately expect anyone to to match. Yeah, I almost don't want to talk about it. I think it's acknowledged, and I hope that if you're someone who listens to podcasts like these, you, you don't expect a, a transfer who was playing at Albany to do what Jermaine did last year. I will say, if you watch that Syracuse tape enough, you might be able to lie yourself into thinking something like that. I mean, it literally looks like... Uh, like the guy's just playing at a different speed than anybody else and, and it's because he is uh but it is it is very impressive so incredibly imp- like just as far as when it comes to like a raw athlete maybe it's maybe it's impressive to anybody on the roster as far as what he does at his size and oh yeah some of the flashes of speed <clears throat> so he's gonna get blocked some okay you understand everybody gets blocked that's not so much of a concern uh will he maybe run himself out of a play or two maybe but if that's a defensive end doing that, that's almost uh, impressive in and of itself. And I, I think you're very much on the page here. My concerns with his run fits. Uh, what does that look yeah. like? And do you, you know, run yourself out of a hole and give up a 21-yard gain or something like that? That That's hard to make up in production the other way, as as flashy or, you know, as, as much of a difference maker as you think you may be occasionally. You just got to get him to a level where you don't think he's going to, you know, uh, be a, a detriment on some of these kind of fundamentals and acknowledgements of uh, of responsibilities in certain fits. So that's what I expect the, the boom and, and bust of Jared Verse to be this year.
1: I, I would say other concerns here are his counter moves, right? Uh, how experienced is he as a pass rusher who's not able to just physically overwhelm everybody? He will run up against some tackles in this league who can block him. Clemson feels pretty good about their tackles, I was told. Miami has two kids, especially if Zion Nelson is actually healthy, uh, who are probably not going to be just completely bullied. NC State apparently feels very good about their tackles, despite the fact that Ikiakuanu went as, I think, like a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. So there are some tackles on this roster, or on this schedule, rather, who will be able to physically match up with him at where he is in his career. How will he work with his counter moves? If he gets stoned the first time, does he keep bringing his feet, right? Does, does he help to collapse the pocket? All these things are, are really interesting questions. But physically, this guy is a freak. John Papuchas is obviously thrilled to have him on campus. And I, I do think there are some games where he could really, really help. Um, LSU is actually one of those games. LSU is probably going to play a true freshman at left tackle. And he's a true freshman who had a tremendous spring for LSU. Uh, but I also saw this kid get beat badly several times in a row with my own eyes. I was filming and I'm actually in the clips that ESPN puts out uh, f- filming for 24 seven sports. He got beat badly by, by a size guy, right? Walter Nolan, who's like 340 pounds and, and moves like he's 270. And that's why he's the number one player in the country by some ratings. Uh, he, he gave it to Will Campbell. So, you know, I'm kind of interested to see how like is 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 versus a guy who can have some, a real big impact for you in some games, and also if he does end up being so good as far as like an explosive penetrator type and a high motor type, do they just live with some of the run fit issues? I, I think this team was such a damn good tackling team last year, especially in, in the latter two thirds of the season. Maybe you live with them. Um, I don't know. I think he's going to play quite a bit too. I think he and McClendon will play quite a bit. But the guy that I would say I am most confident in being a good player for them this year, if he can stay healthy, is Dennis Briggs. Um, Dennis Briggs didn't sign quite as far back as Coop did. I think he was a one year different than, than Coop. I remember flying back from uh, from the opening tournament back when it was still out in Oregon uh, with, with Briggs. So it's it's been a while. There's not a lot of those Oregon guys left. He's like 275-ish now. He played D-tackle. He played D-end. He's back at D-end. He was actually extremely effective last year when he was healthy through the first couple games, and then he got hurt. And that really did change some of what FSU's defense wanted to do. Uh, Now, look, some of these numbers I don't really trust because it was against Jacksonville State. So, okay, like you lost that team, but some players did have dominant games for you last year. But his, like, pressure rate per snap was extremely high. Uh, like the, the win rate stats that we can look at were, were pretty high. I, I think this is a guy has versatility in terms of where he lines up because he can play seven, he can play six, he can play five. I think he's good with his hands. I think he's really damn athletic for his size. And if it all clicks, this is a dude – I mean, I hell – Make a prediction on it. You're you're just as bold on him as I am. I'm I'm pretty excited to see what they can do with Dennis Briggs.
0: Yeah, I know to the side to a sidewalk fan, what I'm about to say may not sound all that bold, but I, I legitimately think this kid has a chance to be a second team All ACC defensive lineman. And, and uh, if you if you just listen to this a standalone episode, we spent about two minutes gushing over what the ACC has as far as defensive line and the defensive uh, tackle preview. It's absurd. Clemson alone is absurd. But it is a, uh, the strength of the conference, and Briggs, again, that is optimistic of the optimistic. But uh, I think Briggs has a chance to have a breakout year, incredible physicality as to what the guy offers you, decent amount of bend as well. I, I hope I'm not uh, just sitting here lying to myself, but I think Briggs has a chance to be a very, very significant contributor and somebody that you start to look at building the defense around. And yet, I gotta
1: say, like even if Briggs plays to his potential, and Verse plays to his potential, and Mclemmon plays to his potential, and they all three stay healthy, look, we are still predicting a drop off in quality of defensive end play. I don't want people to like to, to think this is not true. Okay, if they don't stay healthy, or if they don't play to your potential, the drop off is huge. If they all stay healthy and they play to their potential, the drop off is, I think, minimized. Might be a good word for that. But they had again. 80 pressures, 18 and a half sacks, 33 incompletes and interceptions accounted for last year. And that was only like, they're not getting a whole lot of sacks in games where people aren't having to throw against you in the second half. And There were certainly some teams that that just shut it down because they knew they had you in the bag last year. Uh, So, yeah, this is a, a position that I feel, I feel relatively confident, if healthy, that it will not be a bad position. I think you are, if healthy, upper half of the ACC here, uh, but it is definitely a drop off. You had arguably the best tandem in the ACC last year, so you know, depending on what you think of the pit and some other teams, so I'm I'm excited to see what these guys can do. I'm really excited potentially about the versatility they offer, by the way, because of the size of the bodies. Like McLennanate's small, Jared Verse is legitimately jacked, and Dennis Briggs obviously is a former D tackle. I want to see how much three down stuff they can run. That's what I would try and do somewhat, at least uh, with these bodies. I, I don't, and maybe, maybe that allows you to bring, I don't know, an Amari Gainer off the edge, or maybe one of these young guys we should probably talk about before we hit the 15 minute mark. Uh, <laughs> are there any, any young guys you think like, Hey, not in a starting role, not in a God, I hope they don't have to
0: play a ton role, but in a, can you start to phase him in as a contributor role? I mean, you've started to heard some solid positive whisper slash feedback on turner and you've and you've heard a little bit on on pat he got Payton hurt as last well. year too remember like yeah he was the most physically ready
1: looking kid turner that is uh mm-hmm. looking kid last year so i okay i i can buy it for you, man I, I think second year like maybe he can go out there and be a guy who is uh, you know a contributor for you yeah Peyton
0: as the, as the guy who could be your like speed dude off the edge is, is somebody who intrigues me he that's something he did in high school. Yeah, I think he still needs some time. Still a developmental project. Not nearly the project that George Wilson is. That's two years away, if it ever. I think at this point, uh, Aaron Hester. There's some somebody, Toshman Stevens there, right? Yeah, yeah. A
1: good uh, or no? Who was the kid that Jimbo took from North Carolina? Who they kept telling it like, uh, brewing Those guys would tell you like how he was going to get so much bigger, and I was like. It
0: was, uh, I think it was a South Carolina kid. I know who you're talking about. I'm blanking super, on Super, super skinny. I mean, Jimbo like six, at one seven, point buck 80. The future top 20 pick or something like that. Just madness. But uh, anyway. They medically disqualified him after like two years, right? Yeah. 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 Name yeah. slips yeah. my mind. Yeah. Aaron Hester's the freshman here. Maybe you start to see something. Uh, they're excited with what they have, what they have to ultimately work with. And then you've got Leonard Warner that uh, I'm sure there's a hell of a commitment date on Leonard, too. He's doing my uh, taxes, uh, by
1: the way. Like, <laughs> like, like But, like, yeah, he, he's getting his, his master's in, in uh, taxation for, he's, you know, master of laws. I, this is this his seventh year? Is it his seventh year? Wow. No, it can't be. It's got to be a it's six. It's got to be
0: a six. Uh, but that's Leonard still, Warner commit date. He's been around long enough that I would uh, I would believe you for half a second if he did tell me that.
1: Oh. Leonard Warner commits... I probably have Did I have Brookwood this
0: kid? I'm trying to remember what class exactly, but uh,
1: yeah. This was. Well, and I mean now I'm going to get mad at myself for not doing a good job on the SEO of this post because my my old uh, my old TN stuff is not ranking number one here. We used to consistently do it. uh, he committed February one of 2017. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 17 obviously followed in his first year. This is his sixth year.
0: That's wild. That's wild. All right, man. Well, good luck to you, Leonard. I mean, I, I uh, would love to think that we see something, but I wouldn't count on it. Uh, hey, look, it's an interesting position. We acknowledge there's going to be a drop in production. We also acknowledge we're really excited about some of the pieces that have a chance to fill in. So there's your defensive end preview. We'll be back with your next one.